Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the International Taz and Paula Show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the Internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, Ask questions and receive actual answers from guests anytime at TazAndPaulaShow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys, with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now... Taz and Paula. Well, welcome everybody. Uh, we are so lucky to, today we have a, a dear friend of ours who is with us. We welcome her back. She's an outstanding holistic healing shaman, Lilo Kukulier. The last time Lilo was with us was April 2009. And probably Lilo will tell me how to pronounce that correctly when we get to her. Um, Lilo's been with us in uh, in the United States from Peru for about a month now and will return to Peru tomorrow. So we were so lucky to grab her before she left. She's been so busy that we wouldn't have had her with us. However, she loves to share with our listeners about everything that she's doing and her dynamic energy brings forth her sh- shamanic healing sessions. Lilo is a shamanic healer who lives in Peru full-time and has surrounded herself with incredible Peruvian shamanic, uh, it's a beautiful shamanic resort retreat. And if you go onto her website, there's pictures of it. It's just, just outstanding. She personally built it, which sits 11,000 feet high on a mountain in the most magnificent of energies and surroundings. Today we'll be sharing her multifaceted healing techniques that support one deeply in connecting to their very own soul. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Paula. And I'm Taz. Lilo Kokular, and her last name means morning star in Quechua, which is one of the original languages of the Inca. And she is a Swiss-born American from Saratoga, California, who in 1998 decided to let go of all her material possessions and Following a strong calling of her heart, she set out into the unknown as a spiritual journey to Peru with the clear intent to learn more about Peruvian shamanism, and she did. Now, a week ago, I was able to share a cozy and lovely lunch with Lilo, and let me tell you, she is vibrant and easily supports one to understand more deeply how to connect with their highest potential and their soul's path to transcend existing boundaries and limitations. She is truly a spiritual midwife and helps her clients to remember and birth their own spiritual nature. Lilo says life is never the same again for her clients. How powerful is that? (laughs) I love that, Taz, when you said spiritual midwife. That's exactly what she is. She brings forth a diverse cultural and educational background. Her life's mission has been loud and clear. She wanted to serve as a channel and a beacon of light for humanity and Mother Earth. She enrolled in various schools and programs to study transpersonal healing modalities, including hypnotherapy, inner child, Reiki, Native American shamanism, and all forms of transformational therapies and spirituality. And Lilo, it's so exciting to have you with us today and to share everything that you're uh, actually gifting to the world 
and uh, we welcome you here on, with our show. And I'm so sorry I didn't get to see you personally, but I got to talk to you on the phone, so that was fun. So we have so much to share with our listeners. Welcome. Okay. Oh, dear, I have to turn her on. Huh. Wait a minute. You're on now. <laughs> sorry, Leo. Hello. 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 Can you, you hear, hear me? Yes, yes, thank you. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Hi, Paula. Hi, Hi. Cass. That's so wonderful to talk to you in this way again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I hope you have a good connection. Uh, Sorry, because I'm in Los Angeles and talking on a cell phone, and I hope this works out well (laughs) with spiritual guidance, I guess. You're coming in loud and clear, so our listeners can hear you very well. So, uh, yeah. could you could you tell a little bit of a background how you ended up in Peru? I know it, you didn't expect that you were going to do that, but can you tell our listeners how that all happened? Okay, uh, sorry. I frankly, there is something I couldn't. I can't hear. There is noise in the phone. Okay. Oh, we just we can hear you, but. Uh, we just yeah. wanted to have you share with yeah. our listeners how you ended up in Peru. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Um, yeah, actually, I had um, a, a very, very strong calling to go to Peru since the 70s when I still lived in Switzerland. And uh, I had visions uh, flying over the Andes and seeing in their colorful costumes. I never understood what this is all about. But uh, once I got into healing work in the late 80s, I had very strong spiritual awakenings very quickly, and I began to understand that I must have had some kind of a strong connection on the past life or or past life uh, in uh, in Peru in the Inca time or before the Inca. And uh, finally, I set out to Peru in 1998 when I had sold all my material possessions. And my uh, intention actually was only to go six months to Peru and one month in Ecuador. But when I arrived in Cusco, uh, Pachamama, Mother Earth, grabbed me so uh, tightly and I felt like home, and uh, the rest is actually history. I, I never left. Uh, only five months later to reorganize my life and um, put whatever I had in storage here in uh, California uh, and then start to live and work in uh, Cusco, Peru. And you built that uh, beautiful resort all on your own and I know how yeah. I mean being a woman alone in Peru and ha- and doing this was one big piece of work I'm sure yeah yes yeah it was I can say what I had created uh, in Santa Maria uh, at the outskirts of Cusco uh, in 2006 and um, seven is a real labor of love, and uh, because it surely was very difficult, uh, I had been looking for the right location and the right place for practically seven years in Cusco. Uh, within those seven years, I left Cusco to live in the north of Peru for three years at the beach in Mancora, uh, continuing my business co- uh, called Casa de la Serenidad, which means House of Serenity, Spiritual and Shamanic Retreat. But when I went back to Cusco, because I had so, such strong ties, the Pachamama was really calling me strongly. So after three years at the beach, I went back and uh, I looked again for my, the right place. And um, uh, finally I found it. You know, it was uh, it's by a uh, sacred mountain at the foot of this sacred mountain, which is called Apu Machu Picol, which uh, means uh, the seat of great spirit. And uh, my search was over when I uh, realized 
the energy there, and I went up on um, the lookouts. There are two lookouts with beautiful view over Cusco. And standing there, I just knew. Uh, I got the message very clear. This is the place where I need to build my sanctuary. Well, if anyone wants to go to her website, you can actually see some photographs of the sanctuary. It's just, wow, it's to die for. It is so incredible. Her uh, website is shamanspirit.net. And uh, if you want to take a look at it as we're talking with Lilo now. Lilo, it is, you know what, it is a breath of fresh air. And not only that, but you bring a breath of fresh air to those who who have uh, the beautiful ability to be able to connect with you and receive your healing gifts that you work with them. Yeah. And uh, you've studied so much, uh, you know, about the medicine plants and how to work with um, healing and how to connect with people so that they connect with their soul on a deeper level. Yes. And um, have you always have you always done this, or what? Um, you know what? How did this come about that you began doing this kind of work with people? Uh, uh, I would say it started in my childhood. I I always had a draw and uh, let's say a gift or uh, an ability to help people, to counsel people, to uh, soothe their tears and their sorrows. And even as a child, people would come to me, uh, grown-ups, and ask me to write them uh, a little note for uh, apologizing or something uh, to make uh, it right again with a friend or with a relative. And it was always there, but for a long, long time, I was really more on the outside, uh, so to speak, in this uh, on this planet, working on the outside in beauty and fashion. And uh, it felt always uh, one foot in, one foot out, because I knew deep down I have a very different path, a very different mission. And um, uh, slowly I started to get very interested in esoterics and metaphysics. And uh, by uh, 87, where the con- uh, harmonic convergence was, I had some really strong spiritual awakenings, and uh, one thing led to another, and I started to study hypnotherapy and transpersonal psychology, and then Reiki came along, and uh, many, many workshops, and it was, and then also a shaman came into my life, and then I uh, had some courses in shamanism, that was really uh, like deja vu. Uh, that hit home for me. It was so familiar, the consciousness of all interconnection with life and that life is sacred, every life is sacred, all life is sacred, and we are all interconnected with every living thing. Uh, all this, uh, this consciousness was really uh, very familiar and felt uh, like uh, home to me, and um, so my path was leading more and more towards shamanism. And what happened to me in Peru was that I realized I can't do just, let's say, a Reiki session or hypnotherapy transformational uh, session uh, in one hour, two hours, and then get great results for tourists who only come once uh, or twice, not to my place. And so I started to combine everything together. Uh, Reiki is in every work I ever do. And, uh, and then I, of course, was introduced to the medicinal power plants, to the master teachers like Ayahuasca and uh, the Cactus San Pedro. And uh, that was also something very, very powerful uh, and, and new openings in my own uh, being, in my own life. And I uh, recognized that I do have 
a, a great love and the ability to connect with the spirit of the cactus of San Pedro. And that became a very powerful and a very important tool uh, in my healing work uh, to include those ceremonies. Now, is oh. ayahuasca is the, uh, the, the cactus itself? Sorry. How do they make how do they make ayahuasca? I mean, how do you make it? Do you boil yeah. it or? Uh, yeah, ayahuasca is a vine. Uh, it grows like a, a, a vine around other trees, and it grows in the jungle in tropical climates and, and in very hot, moist climates. And uh, you, this uh, this uh, vine uh, gets chopped up and then cooked together mainly with chakruna, which is a leaf, which actually is the one, uh, the one ingredient which will give you vision. And uh, many shamans use other ingredients like tobacco, jungle tobacco, which is very strong, and many other plants. It depends. You know, every shaman has it, uh, it, uh, his or her own way uh, to brew the ayahuasca. Uh, the ayahuasca gets brewed uh, traditionally over 36 hours. It's a very, very long process. And, uh, you know, like it boils down to a certain degree, then uh, they they uh, add more water and then more uh, ingredients, isn't it? They brew it more and more. And we we need to make sure when we do this kind of process that, uh, we have very clear and clean energy around us and in, in us, and the, the, the spoken word uh, is uh, observed, you know, that there is nothing going into this ayahuasca, this energy of the ayahuasca, which is not of the light. Um, uh, now, the, uh, the ayahuasca is a very different medicine uh, power medicine than San Pedro because ayahuasca is of the air and it gives you vision and you sit uh, straight up uh, in in a in an environment where it's dark. It, it, uh, we do the ceremonies at night and the body gets drunk. You actually can't really walk around very well. Uh, the body feels strong, but of course your mind opens and your whole consciousness opens and you keep your eyes closed and you have visions, not always, but many times, through the Icarus. The shaman uh, heals this ayahuasca through singing Icarus. We call those sacred songs Icarus. And that's what the healing, the healing comes in through the energy of those songs. And there are songs for the snake and for the, for the hummingbird and for Mother Earth and for the fire and the water and it goes on and on and on. And um, it is actually what we call snake medicine, ayahuasca, because this is uh, also what you might experience during an ayahuasca ceremony that you feel or see snakes around you uh, because the snake uh, is uh, in our world a powerful ally and it uh, means transmutation, uh, the highest alchemy to transform everything which is not needed any longer, which is not beneficial, our fears, our pain, our illusions, our conditioning into something which is more of the light. And uh, the San Pedro is quite different. I, I mean, it, it's hard to describe. You know, th those things are uh, only words, what I'm saying now. This, this is really something one has to experience on a core level, no, on a deep soul level, to be in a ceremony. And uh, the San Pedro is of the earth and has a very different energy. And it connects one very deeply with Mother Earth and with oneself. And um, 
the the way I worked with San Pedro and I actually mainly worked with San Pedro hardly anymore with ayahuasca. Uh, I seem to be a, a very uh, clear channel, let's say, for the spirit of San Pedro. I I have a very deep connection to that spirit, and then. Um, I sing, you know, to the spirit, uh, San Pedrito, Amorcito, Yo te amo, Yo te amo. Um, and um, uh, I ask the spirit to heal my clients. And um, the, the ceremony is a very long-lasting event. Uh, I would say uh, at least seven to eight hours and more. Uh, when one lies down after the ceremony at night, uh, the medicine still continues to work. It's it's a very long process, but a very beautiful process. It can be difficult at times because, of course, it opens one like a flower, and it brings up uh, all kinds of issues uh, of our lives. Uh, if one is ready, you know, if one really wants to learn and to let go and to heal. And my function in all this is that I know how to guide this, uh, this plant spirit to, uh, in a way that I start to catalyze a lot within my client by words or uh, by hands-on uh, touch and uh, to help the client to start to see uh, the, the truth of himself, herself, uh, their issues, the deep issues, buried issues, which are long forgotten. And, um, uh, but as we all know, in, as a healer, that whatever we don't heal is, is, uh, can create havoc in our lives. Uh, and, and we act out, you know, and, and have depressions and we create illnesses and so on by an imbalanced energy. Uh, so when I work with San Pedro, it's, it's really a true, truly a magical day every time. And uh, I have never even seen uh, the same San Pedro ceremony. It always is different, and I have done, I don't know how many ceremonies in the last 10, uh, 11 years, I would say. I started maybe to work with San Pedro 11 or 12 years ago, about. And, um, uh, uh, and Lee, it's Lilo, it's interesting. Lilo, you know, it's interesting when I, when I was looking at your website. You, you call um, San Pedro Cactus the plan of the gods. And recently, yeah. when I was checking, evidently um, San Pedro was named after St. Peter, who held the keys of heaven. And yeah, um, exactly. and San Pedro also is supposed to hold the keys of heaven. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's very true. You know, that sometimes during a ceremony, all kinds of insights come. You know, the most magical stuff. And I have... Uh, really learned to view everything is divine, even our sorrows, even our pain, because it leads us to something which then can turn by the grace of the divine guidance and uh, a little bit of help, maybe of a, of a healer and a good intention. It can turn into something very beautiful all of a sudden. We see the lessons in everything. And the San Pedro is exactly that. It's the guardian to the door of heaven. And uh, you can experience yourself all of a sudden as a divine being and see how silly all the, 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 the hang-ups we have and the fears we have, how we hold on for dear life to something which is worth nothing. And then all of a sudden, people during the ceremony and by my help, you know, to, to catalyze issues about their childhood or whatever, uh, people transform in front of my mind and my eyes into uh, what they really are. 
divine beings. We are all light. We are all divine beings. We are all part of the Christ consciousness. And, um, and my mountain is pure Christ consciousness. And it is so magic what I have seen during all these years now living in Santa Maria, where I built my sanctuary. Uh, it, 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 it's uh, beyond, beyond what I have ever known or imagined possible. And um, the, the San Pedro has that wonderful ability to open people and show them a mirror. And when, when we do this in a setting the way I do it, uh, of course, it's it's more uh, it's deeper, let's say, more powerful because I actually work uh, 99% only with one person or two people together in a program. I I, I do a program for uh, let's say two and a half a days or three and a half a days or four and a half a days. And we prepare people first. You know, I do uh, a, a big preparation, deep soul work and inner child work and whatever it takes before we actually do the ceremony. And then the ceremony is so beneficial and can bring about uh, insights and transformation which uh, bypass, you know, the, the mind, my, I mean, the mental mind. Uh, it just bypasses a little bit like like Reiki bypasses the mind and goes to the core of the problem or or the issue, and um, and uh, I had clients. They frankly they they had up to ten years of psychotherapy for a certain problem in their lives, and we did two ceremonies of San Pedro, and they totally were clear about this issue. And they were able to let it go and forgive. It and reminds so, me of a, a, of a near-death experience when people have a mirror of their yeah, life. That reminds me of yeah. what's happening when you do your sessions. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's a mirror, you know. The, the actually, I would say all the healing work is a mirror. You know, it's it's we need to bring up uh, whatever is stuck energy, you know, fear. Uh, I mean, we are so fear-conditioned and fear-based for millennials, millennials. And uh, the, the, the San Pedro has that kind of capacity, it, it, like wipe it away. It's like a veil lifts and we understand. We have, op- we have a choice. And we, hello? Yes, we're here. Yeah, good. Uh, we have a choice that we actually can let it go and forgive because that's the only way to heal and to grow and to actually ascend what we do now, you know, working on this ascension process into the fifth dimensional energies of love and light. And in order to be able to ascend, we need to cleanse, we need to purify. And healing work is nothing else but purification. And uh, this is like an accelerated process. I have really seen this with my own eyes. I have experienced it for, for many years. And my clients all would agree, you know. I mean, I have enough witnesses uh, to agree to this, that this is like such an accelerated process. And the, the problem has been, you know, as you all know, and we all know, that in our culture uh, uh, where everybody is paranoid about the use of mind-altering substances, uh, we associate sometimes this kind of uh, medicinal power plants uh, as dangerous and superficial form of spirituality. But there are no drugs. You know, people call it drugs sometimes, and I always say no. Never say this is a drug. It is a medicine. It is a plant. And it's not uh, manipulated like uh, cocaine, which is derived from our very, very sacred belief in the Andes. But 
uh, or LSD, which is man-made, and it's sure has its merit too to help people uh, to see and understand more uh, about themselves. But uh, the plant medicines are pure, and they have a spirit, and it has to be uh, uh, handled and treated in a very sacred manner because it has a spirit, just like we would treat, you know, our animals and, 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 and trees and plants and everything is sacred. And, um, and so for me, this is my, my form, you know, my conscious uh, intention is to, to treat this plant with such reverence and uh, I have many cactuses around the house, and they are also guardians in our uh, uh, cosmology. Uh, they guard the house. They keep the house safe, and I talk to them, and I reiki them, <laughs> and I program them. <laughs> when I left now for this journey to California for five weeks, I uh, would, you know, talk to all of them to keep the house safe and uh, to protect the people who are there, my housekeepers. And I, right now I have a renter in my guest house from England and uh, all my pets, my beautiful two cats and my doggy. So, you know, the place is very sacred where I live, you know, because of the work we do. It's a real place of light, uh, my sanctuary. And when people come there from the downtown Cusco, and it's only 20 minutes by taxi, and uh, they all say it's like a different world. It's, you step into a totally different world. And we, we, uh, next to me, there is only uh, some 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 uh, lots. Oh, nobody has ever built anything, and then you walk right into uh, the forest up the mountain. It's very pure energy, very beautiful. You know, Lilo, I just thought of something as you're talking talking about your cactus. Uh, I make yeah. flower essences. I make flower essences, and so I thought, oh, you could make flower essences out of that cactus flower. Uh, sorry, Bella. I have a hard time to hear you. I'm sorry. Okay. I okay. Flower essences. Could we make flower yeah. essences out of that oh. cactus? Good question. I never looked into it. I'm pretty sure it's possible. It is possible. I know that some people I have met uh, and I he- heard about do like homeopathic uh, intake of ayahuasca. Probably uh, just take a tiny little bit of ayahuasca every day, and uh, uh, I'm sure you can do the very same thing with San Pedro. Uh, I I don't think you can uh, make uh, you. I mean, we shouldn't alter it, of course, but uh, to take a little bit as an essence, like you said. You know, I mean, we, it's an essence as it is when we take it. But to take maybe a little bit every day might be another way to open your consciousness uh, a little more accelerated. I never looked into this, I have to say. Very good question. I, I, I want to look into this and maybe talk to a few uh, friends who do similar work. Uh, how how we feel about you know how this could happen to make this happen. Oh, that'd be great! I could send yeah. you some information about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the the other side, uh, what I would like to mention here, maybe I feel compelled actually to to mention this because ten years ago, or even let's say my last show with you. Four years ago, we didn't touch on this topic, you know, about the psychotropic uh, power plants, uh, maybe just very little. But now the time has come to really bring this very much into the open. And it has become the biggest attraction 
in the Andes and in Cusco, especially for spiritual seekers. Uh, everybody, I mean, many people come just to do ayahuasca or San Pedro or both, and uh, it's become very known. Now, the downside is it's also become a commodity. It, it's very commercialized. Uh, people uh, sell ayahuasca uh, on, on the Plaza de Armas, which is our biggest hangout, you know, like uh, uh, the, the, the square, the big square in Cusco. And uh, everywhere you go, you, you can be offered uh, ayahuasca in a little bottle. And uh, many shamans have uh, unfortunately uh, fallen into this trap uh, to make big money with these uh, medicinal uh, power plants. And then they have many, many people in one ceremony. And uh, they don't screen the people. And we had an issue, uh, just uh, um, like, I don't remember, it's maybe six months ago, uh, somebody died in an ayahuasca ceremony. Uh, uh, the shaman um, defended himself by saying that the client, uh, after the ceremony was over, which uh, uh, an ayahuasca ceremony lasts about four to five hours only, it comes on very quickly and it goes very quickly. And it leaves, you know, and then you're totally back to whatever we call normal. <laughs> and, uh, and then this client obviously went into his hut and uh, took cocaine. And, oh. uh, of course, there was a huge clash and he died. Now, I have to say, I don't know what is the truth. I'm just putting this out uh, because I feel it is important to help people to understand. This is not to play around. And uh, what, what I would say, uh, I, I have to say this, uh, this would never happen with me because, first of all, I don't work with groups. I do very different kind of ceremonies. I do with ceremonies with deep personal guidance. Then the second thing is uh, uh, when people come to me, they have to fill out the form, and I will know a lot about their background, you know, their childhood, uh, maybe uh, health issues, work-related issues, relationship. I know a lot about the, the, anybody who comes to work with me. And, and, um, and then I ask uh, if anybody is on medication, and if they pro uh, would be on medication like for depression or heart issues, I ask the person to let go of the medication for one week uh, because my clients usually come, uh, I mean, they book in advance through my website. And um, I make sure that nobody is on any medication before we work, no matter what. And then also, uh, then, uh, I have to say, because of the work, the way I do it, I don't even attract this kind of person, of people who are actually doing what we call drugs, you know, like cocaine. They don't come to me because uh, you know very well what you exude, you know, becomes like a magnet. And my work is very, very pure, and 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 and, and pure. Uh, it's it's really light work, and so I am not a magnet for people who want to just get high, you know, uh, drug users and so on. Uh, uh, people who want to experiment with the plant. So I attract people who really want to do deep work, and it, it shows in my website, you know, what I explain, the way I work, and what it is all about. But uh, it's really important uh, to talk about this today. I felt very compelled to, to, to bring this out into the open. It's also on the Internet. You can go and look up ayahuasca, and you will find many stories what I just talked about, that people have been uh, in 
deep trouble during the, the ceremonies or even passed over. And uh, that that is not something, let's say, common. It should never happen. Uh, the plant medicine is absolutely uh, safe, and like I said, it's sacred. But, of course, if you challenge uh, the spirit of a plant in that way, then something really negative can uh, transpire out of this, no? So... It's it's a very shamanic uh, world and maybe also a very shamanic view what I am uh, communicating today. Uh, but this is a very shamanic world where I live. You know, it's it's not something I I can uh, describe in a few words. You know, the, uh, it's it's uh, interesting when I come here. It's really go stepping into a different world again, and um, and where I live, or, or and also the way I live. You know, it's very shamanic, very very da- uh, earth uh, co- connected, and uh, ceremonies, little ceremonies uh, with copper leaves and and offerings to Mother Earth, and 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 all this is very uh, common and. Uh, included in my life, you know, and so um, I thought it's maybe important for people to understand that those plants are absolutely wonderful, and they have been waiting uh, for this time in human history to be of assistance to us for this ascension process. But they have been around for eons, and and in the uh, tribes, you know, 5,000 years ago, maybe even 1,000 years ago, and even a few hundred years ago, it was common for the tribes to use the medicines and, and those power plants for their healing, for their growth, to balance themselves, to heal their illnesses, and to uh, have this continuous connection to the to to the to all life, no? They were totally connected, whereof we are totally disconnected, as we all know. And we are now uh, working very hard to get back to that consciousness of the interconnection and the oneness with all life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leela, you know <laughs> it's, it's really interesting to be able to to um, to know that someone like yourself is there supporting supporting people to uh, transition more easily into their higher consciousness. Yeah. And, yeah. and to be able to Thank go you. at a deeper level, to go to yeah. a deeper level of, of your yeah. soul and to be able to experience that with an awakening that's, you know, it, it really it makes the people understand who they really are more fully and uh it's it's really special i um thank you you also you're welcome you also spoke um briefly about that your sanctuary is up for sale you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah Uh, oh thank you (laughs) pass um, yes, yes, uh, I like to mention it, uh, that I actually uh, have been, uh, uh, you know, thinking, I mean, proceeding to offer my sanctuary for sale. And uh, there are various reasons, because I can't get into the details, but uh, I know spirit is guiding me to my next level. And I need to travel a lot, and I need to teach a lot. And um, and uh, it's time to for my next step, which will probably be one, let's say, last step on this ladder uh, and path of ascension for this lifetime for me. And uh, I have, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I would like to to find a beautiful, wonderful uh, buyer who is uh, worthy, let's say, of this sanctuary. Because last year, for various reasons, I pushed the sale. 
and I had a buyer in November, and it was not what it's supposed to be. That the people's money was not, uh, let's say, uh, clean money, if I can say it this way, and. The spirit put a stop on this whole deal in a way I could not believe how I, how well I'm guided. Uh, that, that it just evaporated and, and uh, the, the whole deal went down uh, the drain. <laughs> and uh, I realized, and I, I say this uh, too, maybe as a nice um, uh, insight I got. Uh, after this, uh, these uh, people uh, did withdraw from the from the from the buy from the to buy uh, the sanctuary. Um, I was a little bit disappointed first because I had made all these plans that I will travel to India and many other places and here too to work a little more here in this area and do and uh, offer workshops and all these uh, plans I had. So I did a meditation outside. I do this almost every night uh, under the stars. And I asked my mountain, Oppo Machu Pico, and my, uh, my guides, why did this happen? I surrendered. I do everything you asked me to do. And I surrendered totally to this new step to let go of this sanctuary, which is a very difficult process for me to let go. And uh, and then I asked, I surrendered, and I and why did this happen? And then the message came right clear and sharp, and it said, surrendering means no questions asked anymore. And Ooh, that's it. wow. <laughs> I got a chill on that one, Milo. Yeah. 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 That and since then I am at ease and I let the, my spirits uh, guide this transaction uh, about selling my place. And I stepped back and uh, I I continue to work as long as I'm there uh, and 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 see what happens next now, you know. So maybe some of your listeners might uh, be interested, you know, in a ready-made, beautiful sanctuary in the most beautiful area of Cusco in Peru. So it has to be a special contact. person. Yeah, that is true. All my clients who have come uh, in the last year and this year who know that I am you know, uh, uh, selling if the right buyer comes, they all say the same. You can't sell this place to just anybody. It has to be the right person. And that's why it's probably a little longer process, no? And, uh, but I trust it. All will work out the way it, it has to work out for all, for all concerned. Mm-hmm. So, and you'll be able to... <laughs> I'm sure it's so hard for you to release that, but like yeah, Eric says, it, you have to surrender... Yeah, it 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 is. I, I tell you, I had a huge struggle to make the decision. Then I really put it officially on the market, and we have a few realtors in Cusco, uh, but nothing panned out because they just come by and take pictures and then they never uh, appear again. Or the ones who were interested want to buy it for much less, no? And uh, it went on and on like this, yeah. It's 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 not an easy process, but I got used to that idea, and I know I know deep in my heart I need to move on. Uh, uh, not that I will leave uh, Cusco for good. I probably just uh, buy a, a small condo so I have a roof over my head and then travel a lot, you know. There is a lot. I have done also work in uh, Ibiza on an island in Spain um, and uh, I might even settle there later on to live uh, at the ocean and be close to my home country, Switzerland. Uh, but I don't know yet. I let I let my guides uh, handle the whole the whole transaction. <laughs> Take care of it all. <laughs> so when you're tra- yeah. when you're going to be traveling, you're going to be teaching shamanic work. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I would like to teach more. Uh, actually, I've been told several times, you know, from various people who 
you know, already psychic, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. that uh, this is my next step, you know, to help, I mean, to teach more also about the grounding, you know, there is so much missing sometimes uh, uh, in in healing work or in workshops. Uh, I have learned, and that's actually the Dr. Ayahuasca, who told me in a ceremony, you need to teach everybody about grounding and Mother Earth and the connection to Mother Earth and how to do it and, and, and how important it is, you know, to be aligned between heaven and earth above, so below, and uh, there are so many things I would like to include in in, a, in workshops and also certain uh, cleansing rituals, uh, uh, which I could teach, you know, people could do those rituals uh, at home, but cleansing is something so important in, in Peru too, Know, among the shamans that you you cleanse people with flower bath ceremonies uh, and with uh, I do also an internal cleansing with people when they come on the first day of our work uh, which which um, it, it opens them so much that that even then sometimes uh, emotions come up and tears are rolling just by doing this cleansing process without any words. And uh, I learned about cleansing. I, I can only say that it's so important to remove all these layers no, uh, of, of our fear-based and trau- trauma-based conditioning. It takes a while, you know, to get through this. Uh, like this one ceremony of San Pedro, you might feel fantastic and so elevated and so inspired. And then maybe after six months, something else starts to surface, you know. And we need more. We need more work. We, we, you know that very well, you know. It, it can be done uh, in one ceremony. That's another myth, you know, that people think one ceremony will put them like up. You know, into the fifth dimension, <laughs> uh, dimensional <laughs> consciousness. No, uh, it's not true. We, and those were would be more or less a lot of my content in my workshops and teachings. You know, to help people to understand it is work. We have to do this. You know, we have no choice. We can let it go, and then we come back the next time and. Need to do it. No, there is no escape. Everybody on this planet has to do, to go well, through this. Lilo, it, it, Lilo, it's like an onion. Yes, you one know, layer. It, it, yeah, 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 yeah. And the uh, onion. Genetically, you know, people. I mean, the DNA and RNA within people are. All of this is passed down. F- from our ancestors and so yeah, our beliefs exactly. and our perceptions and our sufferings yeah. and you know yeah. and yeah. just to be able to allow them to become more transparent mm-hmm. so we can exactly. see what's really truly important and and to be yeah. able to understand that we have we have the options to be able to release now Lila yeah. now in in your ceremonies have you seen people release uh Things for their ancestors, the past ancestors. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And also from illnesses uh, sometimes, you know, like uh, one client, she recognized she had a a thyroid problem and she took medication all her life. And she realized during the ceremony where it's coming from. And she was healed. She never took another thyroid medication it, it, it there are magic sometimes it's un, unreal uh, yes it, it's true you because it goes deep and 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 uh, people start to see it's it's like uh, as you know you know we go beyond this illusion here 
and and the healing power is within. The shaman is within, and all what I do, like you said, you know, the midwife, the spiritual midwife, I'm helping people. I mean, I'm actually empowering people. That's my my intention to empower others to do their own work and to see that they are capable of so much more than they think they are. And they are more they, than they think they are. And uh, it's, it's uh, uh, discovering their soul, their soul path. That's another thing which comes about many times that people discover actually what they want to do in this lifetime. What is their soul path which they have chosen? And uh, and so my form of working is to empower them, to show them how beautiful they are, and to learn to embrace you know, and love it. Lilo, Sorry? you know what? You have come, you Lilo, you have come from Peru, and you've been in the California area over the last month or so. I'm yeah. thinking the energies yeah. must be so intense and different. You know, oh, yeah. people here yeah. in California, you know, there's they're really uptight. It's like they're going to work and they, and they don't have time to yeah. think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like getting caught in that trap and to be able to, yeah. oh, well, to head to your mountain would be yeah. wonderful. <laughs> but well, we all can't yeah. head to your mountain, uh, you know. When you yeah, came, I, I know you're, a wide, you're wide open. You're, you're wide open because yeah. you're been yeah. working. And, so mm-hmm. was it hard? Are you picking up all of this energy from yes, I do. I do, and I have to say, I mean, I don't want to offend nobody, but I love to go back home tomorrow. <laughs> it, 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 after a while, it is very difficult for me to stay grounded. And uh-huh. I also, I have to say, this time I realized uh, that the mismatch, I don't know how to say it, mismatch is like energy mismatch, my energy and other people's energy. <laughs> and and, uh, and the anger, I, I feel a lot of anger. And uh, and I, I have to say it triggered, and, and uh, I think, Paula, you said it to me and some other people who are very psychic, uh, it it really triggered now a desire to to come back and do some work here. I I feel and it, it is, uh, somebody said this to me six months ago a dear friend Reiki master client Reiki master friend and he said I see you uh, working in California in the future and I said what and uh, but but I am willing to do this I I need to do this maybe that that journey to come here was not so much what I needed to do, you know, I had to renew my driver's license and all kinds of things. And uh, but, but, uh, uh, I want it, I realize now, yes, there is a huge need here for the way, let's say, what I do. You know, maybe this is the time I have to step in here to do whatever I have in my heart to, to offer it here. Uh, I've never done it. I have not worked here since I left, you know. I did healing work before I left. I did healing work since the 90, actually over 20 years now. But, but of course, not the way I do it now, you know. So, of course. Lilo, uh, yeah. Lilo how did someone <laughs> connect with you now? We, have, we only have about a minute and a half. Yeah. So tell yeah. people how they can connect with you, if you like, and and uh, give your website address and, and that kind of thing. Yes, right. Thank you. Yes, uh, my website is www.shamanspirit.net. And when you open the website, there is a lot of good information and uh, uh, my email address, even a telephone number in Peru, and um, and uh, everybody who wants to work with me will be asked to fill out a form, which is on on the page of payment information. It's a very detailed website. And it also gives you input what you need to bring to Peru, not only for to visit me, but uh, generally. And um, uh, I would lo- lo- love to have what whoever listens now uh, to have uh, uh, to, uh, 
everybody and everybody on their path of life. And, and that's shamanspirit.net. Yes. So, oh, yeah. Lilo, it's such, it's such a blessing that we got to connect with you while you were here in California. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm honored always to be in your presence. And thank you both to do the work you do. We started out, I guess, almost on the, at the same time. You remember, Paula? Yes. yes. <laughs> we met, you know. I remember you coming to my store and I, I go yeah, to your place. Yeah, and you did a reading on me. Uh, we, and we have been uh, a long way, you know. We have, we have walked a long way and it's wonderful uh, to have this kind of connection with you, Paula, and with you, Taz, and I'm honored. Uh, to be in your presence and thank you for your great work. And I'm thank sure we will be working you. with you soon. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good, safe flight home. Yes, I will. I will. And bless you. Bless all of you. Bless all the listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.